Good morning and greetings in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the pioneer of our faith and the source of our hope. Today we ask God to show us what and how to balance celebration and COVID-19 anxiety. We look to Psalm 19, 1 to 4, and then verse 14. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of God's hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet, their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. My rock and my redeemer. Amen. It has long been noted by many that the Palm Sunday story is one of contrasting voices. Matthew's Gospel describes these voices pouring forth speech in Jerusalem. It's the annual Passover celebration, recalling how God delivered the Hebrews from the chains of slavery in Egypt. And not even decades of brutal military occupation of Roman armies are going to get in the way of tens of thousands of people flocking into Jerusalem from all over Palestine. So we have the voices of celebration. But this particular Passover has another voice. The word is out that Jesus is coming to town, and we can imagine some of those thousands are the ones laying down palm branches and shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Those voices contain a variety of expectations of Jesus as Messiah, including one in which Jesus will deliver them in King David-like fashion, from Romans enslavement. In the backdrop of this celebration are the voices of opposition to Jesus. In all four Gospels, anxiety is mounting with religious leaders who are quite ready to preserve their status quo relationship with Rome. Any crowd out of control will bring down the wrath of the local Roman governor, eager to quell any real or supposed uprising. In Matthew's Gospel we read, the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to erase, arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there might be a riot among the people. John's Gospel has Caiaphas saying to his subordinates, it is better if one man dies for the people than the whole nation be destroyed. And then there are the voices of Jesus' disciples. Also in, God's, in John's Gospel we hear, But Rabbi, a short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you're going back? And Thomas says to the other disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. And later in the Gospel of John, people are sensing trouble looming as Passover begins. 
And one of them says, What do you think? He won't come to Passover, will he? Some call these mix of voices the land in between. Others name them as the thin place, meaning that life is full of complicated mixed emotions. Joy and sorrow do not fit into neat little compartments, but are often jumbled into one big casserole with a little bit of everything mixed together. Heartbreak takes over on what should be a joyous occasion, sprinkling a bit of pain into the happiness and vice versa. It's a hard line to walk. We rejoice and we weep, sometimes in the same breath. It feels unnatural and sometimes just downright disrespectful. But yet, it's there. So I am personally celebrating my PET scan result, while at the same time I am keenly aware there are others with prostate cancer who do not share the same hopeful report. Now, it's a small step to connect the mixture of celebration and anxiety of this long-ago Passover to our present context. I believe it's important to find things to celebrate in the midst of anxiety, but not with naive, trivial optimism that minimizes either one. Rather, we celebrate and we feel the weight of the day doing our best to hold them in balance. On the one hand, we must do all we can with social distancing, washing hands and surfaces, staying home as much as possible. On the other hand, we celebrate what we can. And maybe we could have a contest among age groups. Who can stay home the longest? So I ask you, have you noticed how people are responding in ways that give us reason to celebrate? On the news Wednesday was a report of a man providing curbside song deliveries free of charge. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres called Monday for an immediate ceasefire in conflicts around the world to tackle the coronavirus pandemic. He said, for the sake of people in these locations, which are raging around the world, they are the most vulnerable and have the highest risk of suffering, devastating losses. This is the kind of world leadership to be celebrated. Thursday e-news from LNP, an article entitled, There is a Jedi in Lancaster. It describes how one local group led by Caden Stetler is making 700 meals a week for the homeless. And then there are teachers touring their students' neighborhoods. We have Malole's family who cannot be with us in the U.S. or be with him. But the other side of it is now, for some kind of rejoicing, we now have the Mupenzi family with us. But what about people from East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church? How are we celebrating? I give you some quotes from the phone calls of last week and a half. 
We are walking, zooming. We have phone calls. We leave room for humor. Playing games, biking. Grateful for Landis Holmes' approach to this season. Grateful for grocery delivery. I think of Christmas, hope in Jesus. We are enjoying our free time. One family stated, we linger longer at meals. We walk together. We don't miss the schedule stress. But other families are feeling the stress of children at home, homeschooling, even as they're trying to work full time. Others are feeling fortunate with retired income. We celebrate the beauty of nature exploding as spring emerges. And finally, someone mentioned, we are praising God for e-worship technology and all the people who are willing to share their expertise with us during this time of physical distancing. We can say Hosanna. So yes, the celebration exists alongside of anxiety and neither of the two depends on the absence of the other. So we know what is going to peak in this gospel story. We know what the crowds could not know on that day of Passover 2,000 years ago. And so today, we are longing to understand Jesus more deeply. And so we are saying all of Lent, show us how to both celebrate your life and honor your death. In this holy week, it is Jesus' life and death which we celebrate. But we take time also to reflect on how we celebrate our own lives, even as we honor the role of death of Jesus and the role of death in our own lives. This last Sunday of Lent, let us sing our hallelujahs and, and hosannas. Let us celebrate Jesus as the Savior and the Lord we've discovered him to be as we've asked him to show us throughout this whole season. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, not a military stallion. May you find the balance you need in the ups and downs of your life, and may you have the courage to keep walking with Jesus. Go in peace, and may the force of God's love and presence be with you.